I am Lee. I'm Joe. And we are the Rewinders, rewatching childhood spooky movies. Spooky! To see if they still scared the pants off of you. And me! And we watched The Thing. The Thing. Still in Spooky Tooky Spooky Vision! Spooky Wookie! Yeah? 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 Why did we watch The Thing? Because you recommended we watch The Thing. This you 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 saw the thing. When did you see the thing? I saw the thing back in the day. And, I saw it, the thing this week. You've never seen the thing I before. Have, I had the feeling that I had seen it. Yeah. Through about half the movie, and mm-hmm. then after about half the movie, I said, "You know what? I don't think I've ever seen this." Oh, interesting. I saw this probably again too early, and it scared the shit out of me. I can imagine. Because holy shit, the practical effects, the gore in this is amazing. It's Academy Award winning level awesome. It's so good. It's Kurt Russell good. <laughs> Who, uh, what is in this movie? Yeah. The thing. Okay, well, okay. I'm, I'm what, was this your introduction to Cronenberg style things? Uh, I guess it would be a little bit Cronenberg. It's kind of Cronenberg. I, I would say, yes, it was probably my introduction into John Carpenter. Well, yeah. Which I'm I a big know. fan of. His stuff. Things. Things. You know what John Carpenter has done, right? I'm assuming I I know. Halloween. I, okay. Starman. I didn't know that he did that. Prince of Darkness. Uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, I don't know if I saw either of those. Uh, we we did one of his movies already. Um, uh, that big was, trouble in Little China. Yeah, that I I figured that was his because it was on the titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of Mars. <laughs> Wait, no, that was bad. And those uh, Escape from New Escape York. Escape from yeah, that one's good. Escape from New York. Then Escape from L.A. No, he surfs out. And and Bruce Campbell is in that one too. And oh. it's still not good. Yeah, uh, early John Carpenter is amazing. Later John Carpenter. Oh no. Wait a minute, but doesn't happened. Big Trouble in Little China fall into later John Carpenter? 1986? No. When is, well, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A.? Escape from L.A. was 94, 95, oh. or 96. I don't really I don't remember know. because I didn't care at that point anymore. <laughs> but, The Thing. The Thing. Yes, The Thing. I remember all of this movie as a kid, and specifically one scene, the heart panel scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to. We'll that get to scene that. I definitely remember. Uh, bloody hands, just bloody hands all there, the time. Yeah, like squished, there's, there's crazy hands. Of, and if it's not blood, it's goo. It, it's some sort of goo, yep. And I remember the uh, the dog scene, the, the dog kennel scene, too. Yeah. So, those are my memories. Joe doesn't... What, I, what movie did you think this was, I guess? Since So, I, I couldn't place what I was thinking it could be. But being, you know, locked away in some cold place with mm-hmm. suspense, who is the bad guy kind of thing, mm-hmm. I felt like I had seen that before. Not the it's the details were different, apparently. I, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of things or movies, TV shows have homages to this or... Yeah, I can see that, yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah, straight up copying or stealing. I know the X-Files, there's an episode called Ice in their first season where it's basically the same thing again. Whole paranoia, they're trapped, it's cold, and there's an alien that can go inside people and control them. It was the same thing? No, uh, they were They were just uh, Something different? Oh, maybe. Maybe it just wasn't as evolved as this. 
thing, thing. which we're seeing a lot. <laughs> okay, so you didn't know exactly what movie. No, okay. I I never figured it out because after a while I just stopped thinking about it and just started mm-hmm. watching and enjoying the movie. All right. Well, why is this movie enjoyable, Joe? Let's get into that. Their plot is what I guess I'm trying to oh, segue. Okay, into. I thought you I'm just wanted to, me to. I was trying to think of a clever way to segue into talking about the plot. You lean forward, mm-hmm. and the segue does the work T- for you. And put my hand on your right thigh. Squeeze once for plot details. Squeeze <laughs> twice for something else. This is kind of weird because I had just listened to a podcast today where they talked about thigh uh, squeezing. No, uh, thigh, yes, thigh squeezing, but it was in relation to lethal injection. So, oh. that's a weird crossover. I well, Okay, we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> All right, so, we <laughs> obviously, some. Uh, does it say it's Antarctica right away after off the top? I don't remember. It, it says UFO, which I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, that's... In, that's yeah. why my silly okay. I if I would have got to the third word, it would have made sense because my third word in my notes is UFO. Flying saucer, which so I it's didn't the remember. Silly drunk UFO. He <laughs> it is wobbly. Just like I can make it around this planet. Oh god, I can't even. All oh, it's gravity. Son of a. I'm crashing in Antarctica. And then they kind of just leave it at that, and mm-hmm. now we're helicoptering over Antarctica, and this. Must have been the preface to uh, Sarah Palin's later work in life. Oh, jeez. Shooting, shooting wolves from helicopters? Yeah, yeah. except... Uh, except is... there are Norwegians doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, can, they can't... Norwegians can see Russia from their house. They're connected to them. <laughs> they have a better so, shot. So we know where Sarah Palin got her stuff from. Yeah, it, well, that means she isn't the thing because she was the one doing the shooting. So or maybe she's, she's trying to convince us that she and that's why is she's, not the thing. And that's why she was insane and just acted crazy. Like, oh, I'm trying to tell you folks that there's the things out there. But she didn't know how to say it right. And, okay, we're getting off. <laughs> that's, this is so 2008. Yes. Joe. Sorry. We're, we're living in, in the darker timeline right now. <laughs> Past that. <laughs> So this helicopter zooming, McZooming all over, shooting at a dog. It just leaves you wondering, from my point of view, from someone who has never seen this yeah. before, what the hell are you shooting at a cool dog for? It's a cool dog, and it's a. They say it's an Alaskan uh, Malamute, or if I'm saying that wrong, Malamute is usual but, breed for snow dogs. I looked this up. What kind of a dog it is? It's half wolf, Alaskan. It Malamute. is a big, his, thick dog. His, I can yeah, believe that. His that name is a big dog. His actor name is Jed, and he was White Fang in White Fang. Aww. He's a good puppy. This is his first movie, and he is adorable. He is. And he's a big dog. He listens very well. Yeah, he does a good job. They zoom around. It seems like it's in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. shooting, and then eventually we cut over to the Science Bay. American Research Station. America. Number four. Number four. Number four, even though later on they say 31, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> and we we understand that Kurt Russell don't like computers none. So oh, there yeah, better playing... not be no robots in this movie. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, because he's playing chess and the, the chess uh, he, computer the beats computer him. So he, throws, he throws his uh, scotch down it. His, uh, J&B. His delicious rare J&B, a blend of the finest old scotch whiskeys. If you want to drink whiskey... And fuck up your computer. 
Drink J&B, which I'm doing, and is not that good. (laughs) Good good job, Kurt. (laughs) So the helicopter and the dog get closer to the Institute, and they're like, somebody's shooting guns out. There's a helicopter out there. What do they do? And then they mistake him for uh, Maverick, because, God damn it, Maverick! (laughs) Buzzing the the Institute. (laughs) Yeah, and it pisses off the, uh, the station commander, Gary. Yeah, the, the dog comes up to one of the guys, and everyone's just kind of wondering what's going on. They, they know it's, oh, that's the, Nor- the Norwegians. We can see they're right down the side of their helicopter. Yeah. And they're like, they went, we've only been here for like eight weeks or so. They went crazy already being stuck here. What's ha- They have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Then the dog goes up to one guy, the they, they land they helicopter, and they, yeah, they shoot one of the, they try shooting the dog, but yeah. misses, hits one of the guys in the legs. So, of course, yeah, the Gary, the com- station commander, Takes out his revolver and breaks the window. Yep. Then shoots. Open Why the door. Why not go outside? No. He has. He he's like. <laughs> I've been wearing this revolver on my hip. I, I wanted to be in an old west fight gunfight my entire life. I'm breaking the window. <laughs> and on top of this. The reason why the Norwegian is is basically on the ground is because he's chucking hand Thur- grenades, sort of. Yeah, they're they're thermite charges, but and they're yeah. He. He rolls a one yeah, he, and he, he blows up his own <laughs> helicopter. Just burp. So there goes the helicopter. The pilot's dead, and yeah. they shoot and kill the other Norwegian. So they can't really ask him what the fuck's going on. But the doggy's safe now. Oh yeah, and he's just like, "Hi humans. Yeah, what's I'll going hang on with you?" Yeah, 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 All right, so we got Mac Ready, or I'm just gonna call him Mac. He's played by Kurt Mac Russell. Ready. Mac Ready. He's Mac, and he's ready. I was going to call him Mac. That's Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another doc guy. His name is Doc. <laughs> he's a doctor. And they want to figure out what the fuck's going on. So they go to the Norwegian camp for answers. <clears throat> oh, jeez. This J&B well, is yeah. not. And, uh, um, oh, God. That 70s guy who works the radio oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is Windows. saying that no one is, is answering for weeks. He does look like that guy from that 70s That's all show. I, the I just called him that the, 70s the, guy. The sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, not Kelso. Hey, Mark, who is it I'm thinking of? Hyde. Thank you. Yes. yes. Looks... Hyde oh, rape people? Whoa, whoa. In, yes. in real life? Oh, hello, Wisconsin! <laughs> Boo. Yikes. All right. But yeah, they pack up. They go check out the uh, Norwegian camp, which, mm-hmm. how far away is the Norwegian camp? Uh, 30 clicks. I don't know. <laughs> I it, thought... it, it's a while, they said, because you know they have what? to take a helicopter to get there. I had 31, like, miles in my head, but that must have been a mistake on my part because, like you said, they or call me- it 31 later. I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. It just matters to me because of distance of that dog running. If it's too far, that dog That dog can do whatever it wants, okay. Joe. All right. I'll let it go. <laughs> uh, they get to the Norwegian camp, and it's fucked up. Yeah. Completely charred. Smoke, black smoke coming up. They look around. They find a guy frozen, and he looks like he slit his own throat. Wrists and Everything. Throat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really just did himself in. And then, yeah, they get some papers and a recording uh, a videotape, basically. Yeah. And then they also find this giant block of ice that's cut out. And it looks like a big tub yep. that can hold something maybe 10 feet tall. Sure, yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Then right. they go outside and see a burnt pile. A burnt pile of fleshy corpse slimy Stuff. things. And then, but one thing is kind of weird is they to see a face and it's 
two faces stuck together, melted in agony, I guess. Two human faces, I should say. I would believe that would cause agony. Maybe. Perhaps. Or they're just so happy to see Kurt Russell like, oh my god! <laughs> He's even got a beard. He's got a beard. It's a mighty beard. Let's talk about Kurt Russell's beard. Is that a real beard? Are you kidding me? This man is. (laughs) I asked because that beard is pretty freaking awesome. It's a it's a it's Kurt Russell. He has glorious hair, glorious beard. He had a glorious beard in um. Hey Mark, what was that movie? (laughs) You know the one that just came out with the snow. I can't believe we're, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> the Hateful Eight. Thank oh, you. Okay. He had a glorious beard and hair, and even though he's he had an eye patch six, in that, didn't he? No. No. But he broke a. He should have. He broke a priceless uh, guitar. Oh, I heard about by that. By accident. Yeah. Yeah. By accident. He was in character. Okay, but back to the thing. <laughs> we barely even got into this movie. Here, I can't, I'm gonna take over. <laughs> No, 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 I got no, this. No, you got this? Okay. So they, uh, they haul the goo monster burnt mass Corpse, yeah. back to their camp because... Well, they this... want to do an autopsy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blair, uh, played by Wilford Brimley, Wilford Brimley, Senior Diabetes himself. Diabetes. And he is still old in this movie in 1982. He's always, always been, been an old, old man. <laughs> and he's still freaking alive, in with that diabetes. <laughs> but he performs an autopsy on the corpse. Yes. And then finds out that there's just normal human internal organs in here. That's right. Yep. It, it doesn't look like it's where it should be, but... Nope, nope. But it's normal humans. Yeah, the the puppy watches them unload everything. Like, that dog the, is very observant The dog is the just movie. watching everybody and what they're doing very quietly. Um, so, uh, after the autopsy, or during... The dog just starts meandering through camp, checking mm-hmm. things out, and Creepy. he goes, "Hey, there's some." Oh, uh, he can't sh- really see who it is though. You yeah, he can't see the shadow, see the of, the shadow of the person. But he walks into a room, and then they cut away. Yeah, the dog just yeah looks around. It it's really well done. Yeah. It's quiet. Dog looks in one room, opens the door by himself, sees someone sitting in the, in a room by himself, and just walks right up to it. Go, I think then they go back to the autopsy, but uh, mm-hmm. after that, uh, it's yeah. in the rec room, and they're like, get that dog out of here! Yeah, dog's been wandering around all this time. Who it... is wanting to kick a dog out? No, I mean, I understand they're yeah. working dogs, but... Well, you gotta... Yep. Come on. Put them with all the other sled dogs. Which, up to this point, that dog has looked, like, out of place, but now the dog really looks out of place as he walks into the kennel and just calmly, awkwardly lays down, in the middle. staring at every other dog. It, it stares, it, I think it just stares straight ahead. He basically, like, I don't know, the guy who watches over the dogs Clark. should have known that something was up. Yeah, he was a, the how, dog handler There was guy. no way you would leave that dog in there with the other dogs. Shit was going to go down. Although Clark seemed to be a little bit off, too, he in did. this movie. He, he just didn't seem right. And I, I think they used that they in did. this movie appropriately. Yep. So he turns the lights off, Lee's, and then the Japanese tentacle monster bursts out of the dog. That dog's face rips open like a, I guess, using modern... Demogorgon? uh, A Demogorgon face. Just splits open. Tentacles start coming off its back and wrapping up all the other dogs and pulling them in. One dog's trying to escape by ripping out the... uh, Smart dog, but then he gets spit on. Yeah, he's trying to get out, but he gets 
spit on acid. Who knows what? I'm, I'm assuming that's bad because yeah. we never really find out. We just know they all end up dead. It's just one bad way or another. stuff because chaos, dogs barking and yeah. screaming, basically. And they come in. They shine their flashlights on it. They just see a mass of something in the middle with tentacles and arms, paws, faces going which whichever way doesn't matter. Yeah. And shotgun it. Hell Shotguns. yeah. Just keep on shotgunning. Clark I'm surprised is... they took so long to do the first shot. <laughs> well, it, they didn't have high guts, and they <laughs> rolled really low. And, I mean, of course, he's like, holy shit, what's happening? Clark, oh, well, one dog escapes, though, because Clark tries getting in there to open it up, and one dog jumps I out. I two did. Or two did? Okay. Two got out. Whatever, two dogs get out. But that's all right. They get killed later. But but then Childs comes in here, who's played by Keith David. Flamethrower. I, him. I have to remember that name because Keith David Childs. Oh uh, yeah, I always have known him from movies, but I've you know me, I don't look up people's names or really, remember them or remember them. So <laughs> it's fine. Keith David. Keith David. Awesome Keith David. Yes, he he burns them up. Burns them up good. Then they decide to uh, autopsy that too. Let's autopsy this one. Uh, what the hell is this? Then they start looking at the VHS tape. From the Norwegians, yep. That's when we start getting into, like, conspiracy theory videos from the internet, but it's from the Norwegians. So it's true, (gasps) and looks like they might have found a giant buried saucer. Saucer. A flying saucer. You don't really get a good look at it, but you get the idea. It's the classic UFO kind of look. Exactly. And they they look at the map, and they're like, oh, they've been digging over here. We're going to go check it out. But uh, uh, Mr. Wilfred Brimley, Blair, he did the autopsy. Yeah. And now he's figured it out. He's like, all right, it can imitate. So the cell, he looks at us like on a cell. He does like a, a, a reenactment, a digital version. That's right. Of yeah, the cells, the cells incorporating. And so, yeah, this creature can uh, absorb and then in, imitate whatever it, it absorbs and then send on its own. Then he uses it like the video game Plague Inc. to determine how long it will take to That's kill right. off the yeah. entire planet. Yeah, he puts himself... Yeah, you're right. He has his own computer program that figures out all this information. So in a couple of years, I think he has... I don't know exactly how many days. Like 200... It wasn't long. Yeah, but if this thing gets out into a popular area, it can absorb and then imitate perfectly everyone in the world. Basically, yeah. So he's he's getting a little paranoid. And then the dead body moves. Oh, yeah, it does move a little bit. But... One of the other guys, another scientist guy, I don't really remember his name. He has glasses. He talks to Mac and he says he's worried about Blair, Mr. Wilfred Brimley. Mm. And at, he take one of his his uh, journals and he says something like, uh, yeah, the, the creature isn't dead. It's, it's still active on a cellular level. And at the same time, they had put all the hunks of flesh meat into a locked storage area. This other guy gets tentacle, tentacle wrapped up and he gets absorbed too. But he tries to run in on a window. Is that Bennings? Yes, Bennings gets wrapped up, and he gets absorbed, and he starts running for it. But luckily, they catch him outside before, and that's where he's got the blonde, big hands. bloody, awesome hands. And they eat, they all they all surrounded him. Everyone in the camp is surrounded him. And it's like he just looks at everyone and does the uh, <laughs> noise, almost as cool as the <laughs> noise from RoboCop. RoboCop. Yep. Who also had big. Crazy droopy, droopy hands. hands. Slimy droopy hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that's where they all have the question of, where's Blair? Well, Everybody's there but Blair. Well, yeah, after they light him up. 
They yeah. dump over the gasoline and, and set uh, Benny's on fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what you do to your friends when they grow big hands. Yeah. I do have to mark it in an instant. His hands are kind of big, kind of weird and creepy. Ooh, and his his knowledge about uh, actors from that 70s show is, seems a little bit off, a little alien. I think around this time they also say that no one should be left alone, but then instantly tell people to go off on their own. Yes. So <laughs> totally right. That made me angry for the rest of the movie because every time someone they, went off on their own, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you said at the beginning of the damn movie, don't go off alone. And what are you doing? You're sending them off by themselves. You're locking them away by themselves. You're not yeah, playing by your own goddamn rules. <laughs> They're not. They find out that Blair has wrecked the helicopter, he, he, and then he went and he smashed the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's going crazy, and he's got an axe and a gun, and he's just, he just ram. I mean, I think he's got a little blood sugar here. And he's hey, just, it could be. He's like, no one's going to kill me, goddamn out. I'm Wilford Brimley. And he didn't know at this time. He didn't know he would had He didn't have the diabetes. diabetes. You're right. Yep. So, so yep. that makes sense. I get it. But they subdue him. And, and then, and then they, they put him alone in the tool shed away from everyone else. Doesn't make any sense, but, you know, whatever. So now they're kind of stuck because they don't have a radio or the helicopter is all busted up. And that's where they come up with the plan of we're going to determine who's, who's monsters and who's yep. man. Yes. We're going to do this by checking the blood. And they have, apparently they had stored, well, I guess that makes sense because if they get injured. Yeah. yeah they, they, so they had taken out their own blood. And put them in packets. You know, Vacuum what, sealed it. Whatever. Garbage bag. Whatever bags they whatever. had. <laughs> or they did it correctly. Yeah, they had a bunch of IV bags, but <gasps> they all got busted and it's all dripping all over the Somebody floor. Somebody drank. There's a vampire here, now too. Got vampires. <laughs> uh, but no. So they say, like, the paranoia is kicking in pretty hard now yeah. because only the station commander and the doc have the keys for this thing or something like that. So they start accusing each other. Think... Windows gets freaked out and go, want, needs a shotgun to basically. Oh yeah, he walks himself. off on his own and yeah. gets it. Everyone's yelling at each other. Put it down. I've got. I'm gonna shoot you. So on and so forth. So that's all good stuff because yeah. it's all acted really well and believable. And they what the point I believe here too in that is to shift the power control of the group. Because the power control was oh. basically within the guy who had the gun. Yeah, Gary, the station commander. The station commander. Yep. But he even recognizes he's that not ready. He, yep. he's not ready to do this, so he hands it off and basically kind of democratically gets put on McReady. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell has the best beard. It's true, he does so have the best it, beard. So it goes to the person with the best beard. Go look around, that's probably going to be me. Yeah, yeah, I got the best beard here, uh, yep. If I would have just let mine be without chopping it up. No. I mean, you got to understand. It has, it's the whole package. You've got, got gray in your beard. I've got, oh. I've got gray. It's, it's trimmed nicely. Uh, I don't have the chest hair connection from my beard, <laughs> neck beard, to the chest hair. I'm sorry. I'm going to just grow it all Under, Underneath my leadership, we'll all survive this. <laughs> because or... I'm actually the thing. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> So now Kurt Russell's in charge. He takes the gun. Mm -hmm. I believe he also takes a flamethrower. He starts leaving a secret tape for people to find just in case he oh, yeah. doesn't make yep. it out. And this is the only time he makes a record that 
is in the movie. Yeah, you're right of what's going on, and ha- they haven't really completely figured out what's happening yet. Yeah, or at least and he, he even edits his own uh, self in yep. the tape, which if they developed that whole thing more, it would. I think it would make more of an impact, but... Yeah, because he, he talks about how we're going crazy, and he realizes, I shouldn't put that into a report, rewind, tape over that. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, we have to, yeah, not seem like we're insane if someone finds this. So, when he's doing that, someone's checking outside, and they find a McReady jacket on the ground outside, yep. all burst open. Yeah, let's see other scientists with glasses. And it's kind of a, a thing now that they've determined that this monster bursts through your clothes so they yeah. leave burst clothing behind yep and so this means that mcready is probably most likely a, a monster yep 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 they had so yeah they had gone out mcready uh windows and null nulls the the roller skating cook is yeah. what i'm trying to say yeah. he likes roller skating yeah he goes out with mcready to look around oh because uh mcready's shack which is further away and there's yeah. a big storm now they they have little tow lines so they can they don't get lost completely in the storm. Although the problem is the movie doesn't show that it's a really big whiteout type snow like blizzard. They say it, but you really can't see it, and that's kind of a, a fault. Is they come back and they say, oh, uh, what's his name? The, the cook comes back and he he had to let McReady's go because he saw that the uh, the the tore up uniform with his mm. name on it. But he says, yeah, I, I let him go in the tow line, and he must have got lost in the storm. But yes, you're right. He's probably the thing because look at this. Yeah. So but they all he start... goes up to his uh, his shack yeah. up in the sky because there's a light on that he didn't. I didn't leave my yes. light on. That's the reason why they explored. But now they're locking up the doors because they, oh okay we're gonna lock make sure McReady can't get back in here. Yes. But he does anyway. Yeah. And uh, they does he have his. Uh... Dynamite. Yeah, he breaks back in. His glorious beard, like like uh, like Chewie, is covered in in snow. He's, and he looks great. He just looks great. Is what I'm trying to get at. But what's important is yes, he has a flamethrower on his back and he has a stick of dynamite. And he knows that everyone else thinks that he is the, the the thing. So he's using that as I'll kill all of us if you come near me. I, I gotta I gotta prove that I'm human. Mm-hmm. This is this is crazy. Uh, and one of the uh, people has a panic attack-ish, heart yes. attack, so they have to save him. Yeah, one of the bigger guys with red curly hair. Yeah, I can't think of who it was. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. So slap him on the table, rip his yep. shirt off, start doing the paddles, which, by the way, he's flatlining. The paddles, paddles. will not bring you back. It's move- That's... It's movies. <laughs> Just so all you people yes. out there who think that the AED will help... It won't. No. Uh, the heart panel things that George Clooney uses, that will, if you have an irregular heartbeat, it'll bring it back yes. to normal. It does not bring you back from the dead. If you don't have a, a pulse anymore, you're you're dead. Or heartbeat, you're dead. There's no, it ain't no coming back. So, so anyway, yes, they uh, put on the paddles and they do some weird jump while shocking the guy because it just looks irregular the way he's shocking the patient. Yes. And, uh, but then, uh, yeah, uh, Norris is a character's name and his chest opens up like a giant mouth claw, a bear trap and and chomps off both his arms. 
in a way, out. it's it's Rips not off. a sharp chomp off. It's, it's kind of more or less grab, and then the guy pulls mm-hmm. back, and then they just clumsily fall. Because the off. thing couldn't make sharp enough teeth right away. Just <laughs> just had the force to do it. Yeah. But the guy's yeah. So Doc is dead. Basically, he bleeds out. I uh, watched it behind the scenes on how they made this. They found a guy that didn't have arms, uh-huh. and they put made Jello casts and whatnot. And veins and everything in there, and then they put it, and they made up a mask for him too. So they had a just a couple frames of, of the actor who was a doc, but they had this guy put his arms in there, and mm. and the, the had a hard high uh, high enough uh, pressure or whatever for the clamps, and they just squished them off. Practical it, it effects works, are yeah. awesome, and yeah. this scene is amazing. It's silly, I love it, but well done. Because now, yeah, his chest opens up, tentacles are flying everywhere, a thing bursts out, and it's a spidery. <laughs> Long-necked, and at the end of the neck is the guy's big head, and it's all curly, and he's... But at the same time, his regular head is still on his corpse, and it starts ripping off, like, coming apart. Yeah. Flamethrower, of course. They got a flamethrower. They, they, they fire that up pretty quick. Not his head. Not his head. His head rips off, and all the veins and stuff is just ripping apart from the body. It's all green and bubbly and pussy. And then it goes under a desk. Swap. And goes, I need some legs. I don't have legs. No, he uses his tongue first. Oh, yeah. A little tongue comes out, pulls himself, and he's going, (laughs) then tentacle, then spider legs come out, and little eyeball-y doodles. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. And I love that all the guys are like, all right, well, he flamethrower the body. Phew. He also crawls across. Everyone just watches it almost at the same time as it just crawls across the floor, and they all say kind of, you got to be fucking kidding me, and then flamethrower that thing. And I agree, because I was That's at first so I was like, how does no one hear this clickety clickety Okay, they all look at it, they all have the same like Holy shit. Ha uh, oh. This entire scene is worth admission. <laughs> so yes, they uh fire it up. They oh they fired it up good. So okay, so they have to do a blood test. Yes. So they go and they're gonna heat up a little piece of Wire and oh. stab blood. Oh, I forgot. But but they still don't trust uh, McReady. No. And um, Clark, the uh, dog guy, has a little scalpel that he stole, stole, and he tries to move towards him, but he gets shot in the head and is killed. Yeah. And now we have tied up on the chair. We have a couple people. Yes. Uh, we have... Oh, I got their names. Childs. Um, Nalls, the cook. Nalls. We have... Uh, Curly. Gary. Larry. Moe. The commander. And we have um, that another guy. guy who was there we didn't even talk about. His name is Gary. Okay, that must be Curly on my nose. Not Gary. Not, not Gary. Uh, Palmer. There was a Larry. Oh, my God. There are just so many characters. <laughs> yes, it's, Palm, it's Palmer's. Palmer's is a guy we haven't even talked about. Okay. Yes, he's there. Whatever. Whatever. We're all doing blood tests. I like this blood test. So after they, they shoot the beard guy, the, the dog guy, um, they start just going down the line and testing everyone's blood, and everyone's, like, all tensed up. Well, they're testing it by a hot uh, copper wire into yeah. a Petri dish of everyone's blood. It has yes. a little label of their name on it. And Kurt Russell's the only one doing the test because he's in charge and he's got the flamethrower and the dynamite. Yeah. So, yeah, heats it up at the end of the flamethrower, dips it into the blood, and it just makes that great plastic sound on each one. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then they get two. And he he acts all like, I know how this is going to go, Yes, but it doesn't. Well, and they find out also that Clark actually was human that he killed. Yeah. And so Charles is like, you're a murderer then. You should have you done that. He loved his puppies. And uh, But you're right. Then he, right after that, Curly. Sure. <laughs> we're going to call him. 
They stab his blood and he goes, Wah! and then he starts going, <laughs> and everyone's like, get me the fuck out of here. They're just, yeah, because three of them are tied up to the a couch and yeah. he's on the end free, transforming because he is the he's thing. He's actually kind of like in the middle. He's on the end. I thought he was in the like in nope. between people. Okay, whatever. No, he wasn't. Either way, he's far too close. <laughs> but he's transforming and yeah. breaks out of his his ropes, jumps onto the ceiling, ceiling, and then his head splits open and bites Windows. And this scene is a little bit silly because Windows is now a rag doll and he's being thrown around as his head is being bit off or chewed upon. Mm-hmm. He got clamped. I think would say it's more of a clamping than a biting. He got the clamps. He got clamped and he's just flailing around, around. But then they both get flamed. And then everyone dusts up, and back to the blood. We gotta finish this blood test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they finish it off, so... Yeah, but luckily they're all human. Yes. They finish it all off. Whoever's left. Yes. Right? At this point. At this point. The only one left now is... Wilford Brimley. Blair is the only one left. So they gotta go out, because they left them alone. Like idiots. Yeah. So they go out. And, of course, you're right. They tell Childs to stay alone in the, the... the camp while the others go out. Yep. Yep. Constantly breaking the rule. <laughs> yep. Uh, they go out there. Oh, what's this? The door's wide open. Yeah. Oh, how did he do this? Oh, wait, there's a trap door thing yeah. in the floor. Oh, wait, he burrowed underground. Oh, wait, he built a goddamn spaceship. It's the dumbest part of this entire movie is they say he, somehow he took parts from the helicopter, and was building his own mini flying saucer. It doesn't look anywhere near complete, but no. just, what? Come on. Th- this part could have been, they I don't remember this. It could be left out completely. I, it could be, because later they also say that, oh, he's shutting off all, because he basically steals the generator and gets rid of it. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, so it's he's gone. obviously looking to freeze himself because that's the best option. Yeah, they, they found it. Yeah, obviously. This and this was this, before they blew up yeah. his new spaceship. And it's like... Oh. Yeah, they blew up the spaceship and the hut or whatever, the tool shed. But, they, yeah, they had found out, obviously, through the whole fire thing. It's It doesn't like fire, but it sure likes likes cold. Yeah. It, can, it can hibernate in the cold when the rescue eventually comes after this winter. When spring comes, basically. When the new scientists come in, it'll, okay, it'll affect them. You, that makes more sense than what I was thinking. I was like... That's they say this in the movie. I, they say that... But I thought they meant alien rescue. Oh, no, no, no. They, they say when they come save us okay. or at least see what happened in springtime. Yeah. Because it's winter. Springtime. Yeah. So they say, fuck it. We're going to light it up. We're yeah. going to burn everything. And they do that. They just well, throw dynamite sticks Kurt and Russell Molotov cocktails. A statement that we are not going to live. Yeah. He, yeah. We're done. <laughs> we're done. And, that, and this thing is we're going to take it out with us if we can. Or at least... Try it hates heat, so let's make it as hot as possible. Yeah, and and blow things up. But of course, they see Childs run off into the wilderness. He he was supposed to be at a post. He runs off, and then that's when the generator goes down. So down there's no more power. Whatever they don't have a choice. They start putting up dynamite everywhere, and then they're in the basement of this place. I guess. Yeah. You got the whole the plunger the plunger down to the explode dynamite. it. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They split up again. Yeah, you put dynamite over here. So. uh don't go in Gary, groups or anything. Gary, you're going to get a uh, mouth, hand, in skin by Wilford Brimley. That apparently makes cool. you not able to make sounds. Well, you got to think maybe something came out of his hand. Too, I would have muff, to assume that. But I like, it looked like good makeup as the fingers yeah. go into the underneath the skin around his face. Then he drags him across the ground with 
yeah, whatever. They're connected together because that's what this thing does. It yep. absorbs people. And then uh, chef guy, cook guy, just disappears. Hey, where'd that guy go? I should go investigate I should wander over here. by myself. Yoink, gone. He gets an off-screen death. I, I do like that Kurt Russell is like, hey, where are you at? And then instantly, no gone. answer. You Yoink. guys are dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Don't even really bother and he thinking set, about it. He sets, he's getting ready to blow it up. He gets the charges ready. And then it's underground, and it's kicking up little panels like a land shark. Yeah, yeah. The thing pops up, and it's enormous, crazy uh, monster Dog again. person. It's you. It's a bowl. thing that you can't really completely describe because it's got a big head and a big mouth out the side of its head. It's got a dog coming out of its belly. Tentacles everywhere. Yeah. Yep. It's All these are Lovecraftian monster things, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And then comes the line, which I wanted to understand what prompted it, but I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll go with it. Yeah, it's well, the... fuck you too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> throws a piece of, throws a dynamite stick in there, and that triggers off everything else. And pretty good explosion. Good at the explosion end of the movie mm-hmm. there. And then he everything's gra- on fire. He manages to grab a bottle of J and B. Oh, I, fr- I haven't been drinking my J and B. And uh, sits outside, and whatever's shack is left, as he realizes he's going to slowly freeze to death. Yep. But he's just going to sit here for now. And out of the corner comes Keith David. Yep. Childs. And just kind of plops down too. Plops down. He said, "Uh, yep." I think Carrasco asked, "Like, where you been?" Says something. Yeah, I, I, I thought I saw someone. Sits down, and well, it's warm now, but it's going to get cold. And I think they say like they're kind because of, they're looking at each other. Well, yeah. Are you the thing or are you the thing? Kurt Russell just kind of basically says something like, uh, "Well, it really doesn't matter now." Saying if you're the thing, you're gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know what I am, or yeah. maybe it doesn't really matter. So they just kind of sit down looking at each other with and, that tense. Yep. Who's gonna have to kill who? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But even though Kurt Russell says there's nothing either of us can. Nothing we can do. Yeah, he's exhausted. There, his strength is gone, and yep, they just share the uh, the alcohol, and it fades out. Yep, and he has a, kind of like a little laugh of when he hands him the the booze. Whether and so a lot of this can be interpreted differently, yeah. um, but okay, because when Charles comes back, yes, he's not wearing the same color jacket as he was before. He was wearing, I believe, a green jacket when he left, and he came back. He was wearing blue. Okay. And as we talked about earlier, the thing shreds clothing when it attacks and absorbs. Yep. Charles might be the that, thing. That was my interpretation was that yep. he came back and he's just chill as fuck. And he's like, his eyes are kind of deadish. You really can't see like that light, uh, like reflection of light in his eyes at all. He's just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there, although his eyes are kind of droopy. But you can definitely see it in Kurt Russell's eyes. Yeah. Well, know. he's also facing the fires. That could be it too. Yeah. So it's left of... Who's the thing? Is anyone the thing? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to die. As Yeah, you're right. The camera just goes away. They see the fire. It's d- night. And that's the end of the movie. It's not probably. They're going oh, no, to Oh, no, no. They're die. dead. Yeah, they're going to freeze to death. Yeah. Whether or not the thing just hibernates. Yeah. Yeah. And have it being open-ended is a nice I love it. variety to the whole, like, oh, it's all wrapped up. It's good. We're saved. And then, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and uh, I did talk about the music. It wasn't done by John Car- John Carpenter, who normally does it, yeah, it for was, some reason. I saw it was that someone it was else. Some other one else. And it was still good though, because it had that heart. There's a heartbeat, like dong dong. Yeah, it was a dong v- dong electric. 
uh, really and deep like bass, just long tones dunk, dunk. too that mm-hmm. went over it. I really and there was it. a couple of regular music, but it wasn't overly in your face, John Williams, and it was just yeah more in the background, mm-hmm. which is really nice. It's not music you would have just playing in the background at home. It's just, it's it fits the movie yeah. very, very it well. It reminded me of the music to no, I'm not Ravenous. Ooh, that's I haven't seen that one in a while. That one has Probably very like unique music to it as okay. well. All right, so what did you think of the thing, Joe? So I thought it did a really good job of being suspe- suspenseful, making you want to shift around and engage in the who is the monster, mm-hmm. whereas some movies, whatever, it's presented on a platter for yep. you. You, or, or there's no information given to you, and then suddenly it's sprung on you. This yep. one, they give you... Just as much information as everyone else has, so you get to give that feeling of well, it could be that person. It could be that person. It could Mm -hmm. be that person. Who who is actually the person? The thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then I'd like to also reference the pacing of the movie in that there's only maybe two or three points where once it starts going, it doesn't really Mm -hmm. take a. It takes breaths. I think the only breath is when uh, Kurt Russell's making his recording. There's that. There's like one or two more. there. But the pacing for it for an hour and 40 minutes of a mm-hmm. movie that it is, I mean, yeah. it's got pretty good pacing that it keeps mm-hmm. you going. And Oh, I forgot. The scene where they actually take the helicopter and they find the giant UFO that the Norwegians dug out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I completely forgot about that. And they have a giant matte painting, which, which looks really, really good. One of the best matte, matte paintings mm-hmm. I've seen from that time. Yeah, it's an enormous uh, UFO. And it's great. You see a little bit of camera shake on it, bit. but... Pfft, it's a matte painting. What do you expect? No, it, it's it still looks really good. good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I interrupted your uh, nope. summary. I mean... So, would you, I guess, would you recommend the thing as a I'd have, movie? I'd recommend it with a caveat that the monster looks cheesy now. Yeah? All, which which time? All the times? Oh, just it, just about different. all the times. Looks cheesy? Hmm. I mean, let's... Okay. It, it looks like puppet work. Okay. It doesn't have fluid movements and stuff like that. It's kind of silly. It is kind of crazy. Maybe uh, if it was more in shadow. Like when the dog scene happened, until they got there and they turned on all the lights to actually see it. Because you could only see tentacles flailing. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just that it was a little bit over the top. Yeah. That plays into it being silly to me if i saw this as a child i i wouldn't know what to do and, with myself I'd and that's like, why it's in it's stuck in my brain because yeah, I, I saw that, that as a kid and i still see it as this horrifying terrifying thing so maybe my nostalgia is corrupting me a little bit because i see it as nothing but awesome effects but i really like practical effects and, i really and do I too didn't see the prequel to this which was in 2011 called also called the thing which takes us we're in their Norwegian's base to see what happens in that prequel, um, apparently. But I didn't see it. I have no idea. But uh, I love this movie. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary. No, I wouldn't say it's scary either. I know a lot of people like, yeah, it's this suspense. is a horror movie. It's more suspense and a lot of gore. Yeah. So if you like all that stuff, watch it. I know at the time they, uh, Roger, or Roger and Ebert yeah. did not like it because it was too much gore. And they just couldn't handle it, see the movie for what it was until later on. Uh-huh. People started realizing, oh, this is just, like you said, a really good story. It's not dumb. It's not telling you obvious red herrings, things like yeah, that, that movies yeah. do. Uh, having watched Cube before this, 
really this movie shines on what that movie was trying to do with the whole paranoia of pe- being stuck with people that you don't know mm-hmm. who to trust. That movie's completely amateur compared to the master <laughs> of, of this movie, <laughs> uh, how good this movie is. And and yeah, and Kurt Russell's beautiful hair. <laughs> Anything else, Ed? Uh, I don't want to end up like one of those monsters. All, all split open and no, no or like have like my face being melded into something going <laughs> stuck that way coming out of my mouth. Don't worry, I'm in charge and I'll flame throw you <laughs> really good. So that was the thing, Nothing. 1982, directed by John Carpenter, and we are the Rewinders. So rate and review us Woo. on iTunes or wherever you get us because that'd be great. Only one person's done that, huh? Thanks, Mark. <laughs> That was Mark. Yeah. Uh, he. What was your What's your handle? Max Powers. It's Max Powers. Yeah. I thought. Oh, I gotta get on someone. We made a trade. He was supposed to leave a review, and I thought that was him. Oh no. I'm gonna say some words. Say some words. Words. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.